the Armor Report, everybody. Love it's Monday, the 9th of September. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. As always, this is a show about stock market investing. We're going to cover today a couple of things, but really focus on dividend passive income investing. So we've got a couple of themes we love here on this desk. One of them's cannabis. Another one's dividend investing. Okay, so we're going to dive in today to the AT&T uh, move on the stock based on a, um, an activist investor that we can talk about a bit. But really, we're, we're going to discuss why we were buying that stock late December and then adding to it early February and what we're doing today that we think is similar to that entry point. Um, I'm going to cover something real quick about cannabis before we get into it. Uh, and uh, I'm going to discuss this shirt that I'm wearing right now. All right, go Cowboy Nation. Now, this is a show about stock market investing. I'm talking to you about things that I'm doing in my own personal account that are on my trading desk. I'm surrounded by uh, screens um, uh, and whiteboards, and I'm building portfolios for myself and for high net worth investors, all of which we do through our interactive brokers relationship. So I'm not telling you what to buy today. I'm just trying to educate you on how I run my own capital. And I segment it into different types of investing themes. And of course, we focus on the indexes using our algorithms. So that's how we run money here. And I'm just trying to help you a bit. As my um, dad likes to say, uh, and has always said, you can give somebody a fish and they eat for a day, right? You all know the end of this axiom. You teach somebody a fish and they can eat for a lifetime. That's kind of what I'm trying to do for you here every day on this show. I'm sharing with you my playbook of how I build net worth. And I hope over time you learn how to do it on your own. All right, so let's jump in. First of all, quick note. Um, you can see in the, the top of the screen here, we have that bull climbing uh, uh, the uptrend. So we are on a bullish move on this desk. We do see the market going higher at the moment. As I've said last week, and I'll keep saying, we don't have um, confluence of our indexes. So the six indexes we follow to drive our risk decisions are arguing right now, but the majority are saying the market's going higher. So we're cautiously putting money to work. We're not taking big index positions. We're just focusing really on dividend-paying assets, and that's why I want to talk about it today. Um, all right, quickly. This is a Dallas Cowboy jersey. Love that game last night. I understand, you know, that the Giants aren't that great, and who knows how the season's going to go, but it sure felt good, all right? But please note the number. So for those of you who don't like the Dallas Cowboys, please understand this is an affliction that I've been burdened with my whole life, okay? This is not um, – Anything to do with uh, the current team, it's got nothing to do with Troy Aikman and, and um, Emmett Smith, although that was a great era. This goes all the way back to number 33, right? I was born in the 70s, and Tony Dorsett was my favorite player, and I've been a Dallas fan ever since. All right, moving on. Uh, cannabis. If you follow me on Twitter, follow me on StockTwits. Um, I, I posted a, a report by the Deep Dive, which is, I think, a, a great um, website out of Canada um, covering the cannabis companies. And I got a little bit of pushback, a lot of people upset with me for putting up this post. Um, 
when I hear all this chatter about how great cannabis stocks are as they're plummeting, it makes me concerned for you guys. You're not protecting your capital correctly. So let me just set the record straight again. I am a bull on cannabis. I think the cannabis theme will make us a lot of money over time. That does not mean we have to take it in the teeth in the midst of a massive downtrend. That's not a way to build wealth. Think about this. If your assets drop 50%, they have to go up 100% just for you to break even. Think about that math, okay? You don't have to sit with a stock as it plummets just because you love the investing theme. I love the theme, but that report that Aurora Cannabis offloaded God to a bunch of investment banks who now can't sell the position. They can't find institutional investors who want it is a problem for cannabis in the short term. Just admit it, guys. This is not about right or wrong. This is about making money and protecting capital. I've been saying you got to protect capital since the can trust announcement dropped. And even before then, at the end of May. Okay? So protect capital. We will be back in this space. I'm nibbling on some of my favorite names, but a small nibble because we're in a massive downtrend and a lot of bad news. Okay? So this is not about the banks and whether or not they're going to be okay. I don't care about the banks. The point is when deals go sour, it tells you something about the industry. So do your homework, listen to conference calls, build your whiteboard list, but that doesn't mean you run out and put all your money to work. Enough said. Now let's get a passive income investing. All right. Now I've, let me set the apple for you. There's over $15 trillion of negative yielding bonds in the world. $15 trillion with a T. Now, you guys have been watching me for the last couple of weeks. Thanks for bearing with me and hearing this statistic again. But it's worth listening to. In a world where there are banks, now there's more than one, banks in Denmark that are lending people capital to buy houses and accepting less in return to pay off that debt, in other words, here's a million dollars, buy a house over 30 years, you could pay me 990000 okay? Less money, right? Normally, you take a loan out, you got to pay more money. In a world like that, the best places to invest in a portfolio are dividend payers, blue chip dividend payers. So we're going to highlight today what's been happening in our portfolio from a blue chip dividend standpoint and share with you a couple of new ideas. Um, I wouldn't say they're new, but ideas we're focusing again on our desk and adding to positions. Okay. So without further ado, let's take a look at uh, AT&T. So the big story today was AT&T had a, um, there was a activist investor who's taken a $3.2 billion position in AT&T and wants to create more value. Thinks that the stock is a $60 stock. God love him. I love that idea. Stock's 37 and change right now. He thinks it's $60. Good for him. I hope he gets it there. All right. But look at this chart. This is a chart of where the armor report on our desk was buying AT&T this year. We were buying it at 28 and change at the end of the year. Now, 
I say to you guys all the time, I like to buy weakness. This is a perfect example of how to buy weakness. The market was killed in October, November, and December of last year, down 25% off the highs. So when we start putting money to work in that environment where there's $15 trillion plus dollars of negative interest rates, we go to the dividend payers. And AT&T fundamentally was a no-brainer. They have $300 billion of debt in the balance sheet. So at the time that we were buying this asset down here, that green square, okay, people were saying I was crazy. That much debt's going to sink the company. They're never going to be able to pay that dividend. The dividend was 6.5 plus percent, 6.8% the day I was buying it, okay? But in a world of $15 trillion-plus in negative interest rates, the $300 billion in debt is a gift. They're going to refinance that guide at, at guys at a lot lower rates, and then that drops to the bottom line, and then they can increase the dividend and all these other wonderful things. Then there's another follow-on buy signal, that yellow arrow. All right, That was in February, so we buy some at the low. It runs up, pulls back, holds support, get another risk on entry, finish off our position. Um, now we have locked in a better than a 6% yield, better than a 6% yield locked into the portfolio at around $30, a little bit less, and the stock is trading at 37 and change. So principal's up, collecting about, about a 6.5% yield. I mean, that's it doesn't get any better than that. Cannabis stocks are fun, and I love doubling money in a short period of time. But for the bulk of my assets, I manage conservative money. I like for my money to pay me whenever I can, particularly in today's world. So there's your entry into AT&T. Okay, let's move on. Um, so by the way, we love AT&T. We're going to hold that position. We're going to collect that dividend as long as we can. This is passive income investing. This is dividend investing. Right? This thing's pays this, these stocks are paying bills. So let's move on. Now, hang on, this is a live desk. I got a call just a second. I gotta call you back, all right? Thanks. So uh, next step. Um, what are we buying today? I discussed this a little bit last week, but let's just pop the chart up again. Okay, there's Kellogg. Quick rundown of Kellogg. Okay, here's the story. The original entry is the 3rd of July. I know the stock is up a bunch, but that's a very nice pennant on a gap up because earnings were better than expected. I love buying pennants after gap ups on big blue chips when the earnings are better than expected. And why is it happening? Okay, when I'm buying dividend payers, guys, I don't just buy a stock that pays a fat dividend. I'm looking for a company that's doing something new to drive its stock price. What I want is to see the principal go up while I collect the yield. Okay? So what's been happening here and why, why it's okay to buy the stock even after the gap up is that the gap up, that earnings announcement, is proving that what they've been doing for the last nine years is starting to really pay off. Kellogg's has been divesting of its low-margin businesses, its non-core businesses, and focusing on higher-end, higher-margin businesses. Not high-end, higher-margin businesses. So just to give you the numbers, 
In 2010, 50% of their revenue came from cereals. Today, it's only 36%. In 2010, 38% came from snacks, which are higher margin businesses. Now, 50% of their revenue comes from snacks, higher margin businesses. They're divesting of things that um, uh, were lower margin and slowing them down, things like cookies and whatnot. They're focusing on investments in things like Morningstar, which is their um, Beyond Meat type of equivalent, right? It's a veggie burger. It's one of, one of the top brands in the country from grocery stores, okay? So they're going after higher margin business so that we should be able to see principal appreciation and collect the dividend. The yield's now about 3.6%. It was over 4% when I was starting to buy it, but that's okay. 3.6, not bad. I mean, I'm looking for things that are more than 4.5% but I like what's going on at Kellogg's moving on IBM. Okay. I've been following IBM and we've been moving money into IBM on and off for the last year or two, looking for the turnaround to take effect. All right. Here's the original risk on entry June 4th, 133, 134 area stock popped out, had a good earnings number. The market sold off hard last month. It came down follow on entry a couple days ago. It's still early there. Stock pays 4.6%. Okay, I'm not here for you guys to really debate whether or not the Red Hat acquisition is going to work, blah, blah, blah. Look, people hated AT&T at 30. Everybody told me I was crazy on AT&T, $300 billion of debt. How am I I'm out of my mind? Buying Time Warner is ridiculous and all of that stuff. That's when you want to buy these names, right? The thing will be yielding 25 to 3% when everyone thinks it's great. So we're doing our research on the desk. I'm not telling you what to buy. I don't know you or your risk management or whatever. But I am saying these are the things we're focusing on. I find blue chips with solid dividends that are experiencing change in their business so they can grow is the best way to put capital to work. I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Okay. If you've enjoyed it, please give me the thumbs up. It helps me obviously with YouTube comment if you have any questions i'd love to know what your favorite dividend stock is maybe we'll do some research here on our desk and talk about it okay so anyway guys have a great day i'll see you again on uh, wednesday 11:30, 30 uh, and be safe out there take care